When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful, balmy Burbank, California, this is an AppSoc Files and Three Things. Hello, my friends. This is Three Things from the AppSoc Files podcast feed. You got me, Cotton AppSoc, with you. So happy to be here with you. Shout out to everyone struggling through this situation, struggling through these lockdowns, struggling through the when should we open, struggling through what does tomorrow bring, and what did yesterday take. We're still here, and that's where your focus needs to be. But also, a little distraction, don't hurt either. So, all right, I'm... uh, I'm here with just you today. This is uh, a show where I just, you know, write down three things that are on my mind. I talk about it, but today I'm free-forming, man. I'm, I'm shooting from the hip today. Oh, it's going to be controversial. Ken, what are you doing? I don't know. Here's the first thing on my mind. Number three on the list, because we worked to number one. I had ice cream for lunch today. Like... That's all I had. Now, lest you judge me, let me put this out first. It was non-dairy. Ben and Jerry's non-dairy ice cream. I know you're retching. You're retching. I've made this switch. It's 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 gone pretty well. The the lockdown situation has made eating right a challenge for a lot of people. You don't sometimes know. You head to the store. You got to kind of grab what you got to grab. But I've made this decision, particularly at the house. If I'm at the house, we're going to try to eat a little better. And it's and it's going pretty well. And I have discovered this uh, non-dairy frozen treat, which, by the way, that's not... There needs to be some kind of marketing meeting for these vegan-based kind of foods, these treats... Beyond Meat's got... That's a good name. What is that? It's Beyond Meat. Oh, I'd like to go Beyond Meat. I'd like to take that food adventure. Let's go. I mean, what a great... What a great name. Ben and Jerry's non-dairy frozen dessert option does not a great name make. And, you know, look, ice cream... If you're going to go... If you're going to go have a treat, go get a treat, right? Go get it. Go get it, son. Go get it. I love frozen yogurt. You guys know that. The non-dairy option. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But there's something about ice cream. You need a co- you need a cow in there mooing. You need a cow in there. Unless, you know, the ice cream maybe doesn't taste as good. But I'm here to tell you, this thing is a winner. I've become addicted to it. Now, they don't have a lot of flavors, at least in the Ben & Jerry line. There's some other lines that got some raspberry, strawberry, frozen 
treat options. They really got to work on these names. But the Ben and Jerry's, they have like a couple flavors. And I kept passing on the shelf because I've made this switch. Like we had this vegan macaroni and cheese the other day. Like it was some, some egg noodles or whatever that was. I wasn't in charge of that portion of it. Uh, actually, I wasn't in char- the only thing I was in charge of was, was cooking. Grace got this this like vegan uh, mac and cheese sauce. Like there's no way. I was like, there's just no way this is going to be anything but disgusting. And it was one of my favorite meals I've ever had. I've ever had. I'm going back to the first meal I remember. 79, I was born in 76. So 70, I don't know. I was bottle fed. Sickos. The early, I don't have an early memory of it, but my parents said they brought me to a Chinese food restaurant with them. One of the first times they were like, all right, we got to get out of the house with this monster. Let's go to a a Chinese food restaurant. And I guess the waiter... Uh, put some, uh, like a bowl of rice in front of me. And I just was like, yes, and put two hands in the in the bowl of rice. Thus starting my relationship with bowls of rice from Chinese restaurants or Thai food, Japanese restaurants, anywhere where they're serving a fine bowl of rice. I love it. And it's messy. I'm a messy eater. I think if you've been around me enough, you know. I mean, but even just, li- you can smell the food on my shirt through the microphone. Yep. A little tofu bowl tonight. A little broccoli tofu rice thing. There's a rice on my shirt. Piece of rice. Is it is it a rice or a rices? <laughs> um, so that started my relationship. That was early on. Early on. It's like I was introduced to Star Wars talking to microphones and rice options all before I like turn four hard wiring. It's in my system. Anyways, anyway, so the switch is good. I have, but, but to this vegan mac and cheese, I, I remember my meals, man. I am like a lot of you. I love to eat. Even when I'm managing my portions or being relatively, I love to eat. I remember like lunchtime during elementary school. Are you with me on this one? I'd have my Transformers lunchbox, my G.I. Joe lunchbox, and Star Wars lunchbox. But I'll tell you what, I really liked the G.I. Joe lunchbox I had. It was an early one, like an 82 or 83, the hard metal ones that you could use as a weapon on the playground if you wanted to. You don't like you don't like Fonzie? Bang. I never did that, nor was I a victim of a lunchbox attack. But you could, you could. I'm sure someone was. I loved it. It was, it was like. A, but then we moved. They started transitioning out, and the next lunchbox I remember was a Transformers lunchbox, and it was a big, hard plastic thing. You could use that one as a weapon too, just not as good of a sound. And it only had one picture on it. It was like a decal. The thermos, you know, I can't remember what thermos had on it, but it was a good thermos. But the G.I. Joe one, because it was like a year or two earlier, before they realized, you know, everyone in the in the in the industry building the, the lunch boxes and stuff for kids were like the 
that Dan Aykroyd character trying to sell shards of glass to, to children. I, one of my all-time favorite SNL bits. But um, there was like a weird, it was like a transition. 82, 83, metal lunchbox. And it had G.I. Joe characters all around it. It was like 360 of G.I. Joe. And then the next year, ugh, someone got sued. Someone got clonked in the head with a G.I. Joe lunchbox or a Knight Rider lunchbox. That might have been too early. Fall Guy, maybe a Fall Guy lunchbox. Now we're sued. Now everyone's got a plastic lunchbox. But I, regardless of the lunchbox, I would sit there in class early on, and I was a good student at one point. I stopped being motivated by school. No one picked up on that. It, it, it's a trait I have. I'm a bit of a cult of personality. All the teachers would like me. Not popular, but my friends were there for me. And so when I started losing motivation for being, just being interested in school, no one really cared. No one really caught on it. All my homework was in on time, and, and it was good. My book report on Ulysses S. Grant, top-notch. Eisenhower one slipped a little bit. It was a lot. Grant, you kind of you got the Civil War as kind of your centerpiece. Eisenhower, World War II, that, that's, that's a centerpiece. But then, you know, he's building freeways, and I like Ike and all that stuff. The Grant, the Grant one was better. I think the Eisenhower book report was a B plus. The Grant, A+. Plus. So I'd still turn that stuff in, and then, like, no one knew that I just didn't care. No one cared that I didn't care. So I'd sit there in class, counting down, looking at those big, giant school district-issued clocks that they used to have. And I I went to an elementary school called called Margaret Harlow Elementary, Royal Grande, California. Ample playground space, by the way. It's changed. They have a lot of temporary classrooms in there, those classrooms on wheels. There was a great soccer field. Slash, you could use it for football fields. You got a little older. American football. It was like on the, I guess, west end of the school. Bad with directions in my hometown. Here I got it. North, south, east, west, I got it. My hometown, I'm like, the oak tree, and you turn right at the oak tree. It was like the front part of, of the elementary school. One of my good good memories of of that playground. It's now nothing but like those big portable classrooms. Whatever. God bless the kids there. But I'd sit there, and I'd just be daydreaming. Oh, today I got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, some carrot sticks, got a Capri Sun, something in the thermos too, double drinks because I was a thirsty kid. My mom was always concerned about me and had a right to be. Drank a lot, still do. I can down a, a can of Zevia soda, burp once, twice if you're lucky, and get another can and finish it in 10 seconds. I got a problem. And I would just, I would be, oh, oh, and then like once a week I get to pick out a school lunch. And my parents weren't well off, you know? They hid that. I talked about that before. They did a good job. Hiding the fact that they were lower middle class for my sister and I. We never wanted. But it was like once a week. Of course, every kid, want, you want to go. You want to go for the breakfast at lunch option. A sausage patty, hash brown tots, a waffle. Was it a waffle? It wasn't eggs. I don't remember eggs 
It was, I definitely remember the sausage patty. It's where I started to get heart and burn early on. It was that day. You know, hamburger, cheeseburger was a popular day with some tater tots. Tater tots go far. Good currency on the playground. But I would look, I would just, I love eating, man. So I remember a lot of my great meals, remember a lot of my great restaurants, my favorite restaurants. People say, Ken, what's your favorite meal? I can't answer that. So Mexican food, chips and salsa, sandwich, though. You know why I say sandwich? I mean, I love a good sandwich. God, I'm hungry right now. I'm going to order a sandwich. I think I may have mentioned on some shows before. There was, there was, a, there was a place in uh, San Luis Obispo, California, two locations, I believe, Calcona Cafe, and hot damn, it was a sandwich place. And I would go, this was like after high school. My friends Blair, Joel, and I, Lauren, uh, he, he would join us sometimes. We'd head up there, San Luis Obispo, which was, you know, where the college was. We were going to the junior college in Santa Maria, California, Allen Hancock Community College. We're, we're up in what San Luis had Cuesta College, Rivals. And so we'd be up there. You go to Kona Cafe. I have like, like sometimes you know you might remember a night with your lover. What a romantic night that I remember! Like the first time I had a Kona sandwich, it was like it was big. It was like a f- more than a foot long. I think they sold two foot sandwiches, but they marketed them as one. Come get a large, a super large. It's really two feet. I remember that. So that's why when I answer, oh, what's your favorite meal? Oh, I really like sandwiches. I go back to that sandwich. And that, to bring it back to the beginning, is what happened today. I had kind of a lazy day. This, this day that you're listening to this podcast, the day I recorded on yesterday, lazier day, which we're allowed, especially during this time. Sometimes just have a day where you six hours in front of the PlayStation. All right? And a big injury and my MLB the show team, and I had to deal with that. Right fielder went down with a fractured wrist. I had to, I had to find some new players. Big day around the house. So I'm thinking, I got that little, what is it? It's not a pint, court, half court. What are the normal Ben and Jerry sizes? I don't know. I just grab them. I don't read things. We'll call it a court pint. A half pipe. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though. The ones that just fit in your hands so nicely. And I was like, you know, what do I want for lunch? I want that ice cream. I want that non-dairy ice cream. I asked Grace, hey, is that fine? She said, it absolutely is. Okay. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it all. Now, I don't, I don't know about you. I open up a little container of ice cream. We're not talking like the big boxes that you can get like a Rite Aid. Those maybe, those are, are those quarts? I don't know. And I'm, I'm maybe half pint is what I'm talking about. But the little Ben and Jerry sizes, I don't, I can't half those. Can you? Grace and I got into a little bit of an uh, argument recently because I, I, she likes these non-dairy frozen treat options as well. She's less concerned about the title than I am, if I'm being honest, which troubles me, but it's okay. I went to 7-Eleven, my shopping, grocery shopping location of choice right now during this lockdown. And I uh, picked up these non-dairy ice creams. I picked up two because she's like, so I picked one for her, one for me. I'm thinking, what a good guy I am. Where's my medal, Princess Leia? Put it on me. Where's my? Where's mine? I don't want no boss-ass peace orb. Give me a medal. 
I, like I destroyed the Death Star. I got two ice creams, one for you, one for me. So she eats hers. She halves it. You know, she's responsible. She's smaller than me. I got broad shoulders, all right? So she halves it. She does a great job having it. And then she finishes the other half. And I was keeping mine. Because I like to sit down and I just destroy it. There's no stopping. Once that lid comes off, I literally throw it away. I don't even give myself the option of putting that lid back on. There's no need. There's no need. That lid comes off, ice cream, go bye-bye. I don't know. I thought we'd been together long enough for her to pick up on that. I don't know. So I didn't touch my ice cream. She finished her two halves. I go to the fridge one day, and I'm like, oh, today's the day. It was, this wasn't today. It was, a, it was a couple weeks ago. Today's the day. Ice cream day. Frozen dairy, non-dairy frozen treat option day. And I reach in and grab it. And I'm like, wait, it's the seals broke, and it's half full. Oh, honey, which, by the way, I've never said honey outside of a podcast in real life. I go, hey, baby. Hey, where, do you eat my ice cream? She said, what do you mean your ice cream? You got two. I said, yeah. One for you, one for me. Well, I, I didn't know. You. Yeah, I had the half of it. The other half's for you. I'm like, oh, so now you had three halves. I get one half. What's this math? That's a booped up ice cream math. She was, she was unaware of my desire to eat the full thing. I said, I can't stop, honey. I can't stop. Once that spoon goes in, I'm, I see it to the finish line. I told her, I said, you should be seeing it as a good trait. I'm a man that finishes what he starts. I don't stop halfway through my ice cream. I go to, I hit cardboard. She didn't find it as inspiring as I did. But we worked through it, and I've got two more. She had hers. She halved it. She knew not to touch mine. Some kind of raccoon stealing my food from a, you know, storage locker. And I had that today for lunch. And it's on my mind because I want you all to know I don't feel guilty and you shouldn't feel guilty too. The reason we all love collectively as a society, we all have this shared memory of elementary school and breakfast for lunch. Just And then you go home and you beg your parents or your guardians or your caretakers or whatever, you'd beg them for breakfast for dinner. It's because it's, a, it's not just a nice treat. You feel as though you're breaking society's rules. And that itself is rewarding. I want a flapjack at 5 p.m. I want it drizzled in syrup and I want some... Sausage patties, bacon, give me some scrambies. If you do your eggs over easy, that's your problem. But whatever. And that's what I felt today when I had that ice cream for lunch. Like, I didn't even go grab, like, a granola bar or something to be like, let me just put this in here to, you know, make it seem like I didn't have. No, all ice cream, all for lunch. And it felt great. I'm I'm giving you all the gift of that inspiration. <laughs> yes, I'm a hero. 
Second thing on my mind, I, I you know, every podcast, every live stream in the world right now, mine included, you know, you, we are addressing this pandemic, whether it's tremendously serious, um, whether it's the weird side of it, I keep saying it is okay to be concerned about the shape of the world and to be concerned about those in your life and concerned about those that have uh, lost people. And, and it's also, it's okay to be bored at the same time. This is what it is. You got to address all sides of this. So, but I also don't want to always talk about it. I, I, I would like to maybe, 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 you know, I don't know. Talk about ice cream for lunch. But that's kind of tied into what's going on. So um, I've been making these. I've been foraging for food. Not that Grace doesn't want to or is not capable of. She doesn't expect me to do it. But I've been like, since this has really started, I've been like, you're you're staying inside where we we're, we're control the environment and it's safe. We have some masks from our friends over at Dead Celebrity. We got that. I got my nice Vader one. I'm happy with it. Got my little one that makes me look like I fight like I fight for Cobra. I'm happy with that. Grace has got two. Um, look, I just that that's where it is. It's like I don't want you out there. I don't this I don't know what's going on in the world right now. This could be is you know, I'm not even sometimes I keep saying it isn't the the virus that scared me, it's the people react people's reaction to the virus and what's going on. It's calmed down. I think all of you out there are experiencing Experience things a little bit better when you go to the stores. So I keep going to this Express Target near me because it's a tinier Target and, uh, you know, less people there in line. And they got the thing. You pull up. Sometimes you have to wait in line for like 20 minutes, six feet apart from the person in front of you, and you get in. You know, it's not a giant sacrifice to keep the employees a little safer or maybe just give the employees in there a little peace of mind that they're not going to be bum rushed or people hacking on them in their faces you know just it's okay and eh? play with these play within these boundaries i've and i've not had one problem i have found i don't know if you have found generally speaking any interactions i've had out in the public i'm not going out a lot I made a little coffee run, support a local coffee shop the other day. You can go, you can get coffee, but you just can't sit down in there. And, you know, I've been doing the grocery store runs like I'm talking about. And, and in my post office, I, I have a little mailbox. I've been mailing out some books, uh, some Four Center Patreon rewards, some Knapsack Files Patreon rewards are forthcoming too. So I'm, I've been going out, not a ton, but every interaction I've had has been relatively pleasant. We're all kind of got that like, wow, weird times, right? You okay, stranger? Good, I'm okay too. I'm going to stand, if you don't mind, six and a half feet away from you. That's good. Five and a half. I'll even, if you want to stand five and a half feet, I'm good with that. No, no, I'll do six and a half. Boom. There we go. I felt bad today in my my uh, my mailbox store here. It's not a post office. It's like one of those little mail centers where I got my, uh, my little mailbox and everything. Guy knocks something off the shelf. It's a customer. Knocks something off the shelf, and it all scattered on the floor. Shopkeeper says, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. And he's like, no, no, I did it. I did it. I did it. Let me do it. And he's on his hands and knees. And he was a younger guy, late 30s. You know, he wasn't struggling. But I felt bad because under normal circumstances, I would have been like, oh, let me help you. But I, I, was like, I don't want to get near the guy. I don't want to make the guy feel weird. I don't want to. And we all, and the rest of us in the store just sat and watched this guy crawl around picking up paper clips and business cards uh, on the floor of this post office place. I, it, it was surreal. But not what we're talking about here i go to this 
Target the other day. None of this is Target's fault. And, uh, you know, we're in line. Everything's going good. Lady in front of me. I'm six feet behind her. They got the little, you know, stickers. Here's where you stand. God bless them. Helpful. I'm about five back. And it's the first day. It's like the real first day where the heat hit Burbank. We're talking low 90s. Dry, dry heat, fortunately, but it's low 90s, not a lot of shade, boom, sun, and plus you got these masks on, and if you're not used to that, you're, you're sweating a bit, right? I, I'm sweating, but I'm used to them because you had to wear them for the old job during certain incidents and whatnot, so I'm okay. Having a good, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm on the phone. His family gets in line behind me. All right, you got to come three of you as a family. I, I'm not concerned. The mother stands behind me six feet. She's good to go. She's got gloves on. I didn't, I didn't even have gloves on during this. I forgot them at home. But I got the mask on. She's got a mask on. I do, oh, dude, I'm, not I'm not checking. I'm not going to report her if she doesn't. But I turn around just uh, give her the eye contact. Because, again, every interaction I've had recently has been pretty positive. But her husband, who had jeans with sandals on, I don't care how hot it is. What are you doing? Her husband and their son, Teenage son. He's gangly and he's got one of those mustaches that's not fully in, but he's well in front of his age. He's probably 14, 15. They're behind me. And again, I get it's hot. And there's a little room for shade, but it's like you got grocery carts and stuff where we are. And they're talking. And it's in a language that is not my own, that has not much to do with the story, other than I can't understand them. It's kind of a, the, the tone is sounding harsh and a lot of laughter. So maybe they're having a good time again. I'm not trying to dig into that too far. That's, I'm just stating some facts. I couldn't understand what they were talking about. And they start creeping up next to me and around me. And then they, they kind of go up, you know, and I think they want shade. Meanwhile, mom's in line, not moving. And I think, looking back, I think dad was like, you're in a line, you, you stand there. Which, so that kind of ruffled my feathers, because once I kind of picked up on that dynamic. And the dad is within a foot of me. The son, mind you, doesn't have the mask, he has the mask, I'm not joking, the mask on the lower lip. That's how high the mask went. He had a fully, you know, fully sized and formed mask. He has, doesn't even have it on. It's barely covering his lower lip. He's laughing, talking, spitting out of his mouth, I'm sure. Gangly, adolescent, awkward dweeb. And the dad, with his sandals on and his jeans... Has the mask has a mask as well, and he doesn't. Have, it hits around his neck. Again, I I don't want to play the science game. You don't need to play the science game of the effectiveness of the masks and everything. I don't care. I don't care how effective they are. I don't care how ineffective they are. We are in this situation in Burbank too, where you're supposed to have masks on, and them's the rules right now. It's almost more of a comfort thing than anything, right? They're violating all that, and they're violating the standards, and I'm in my head, and I'm like, do I, 
when's the point, because I've been so fortunate, but when's the point do you turn around and say, go bleep yourself because I don't want you near me. And this is where I wish I had sometimes, I have pretty good, let me talk you down kind of vibes. I could do that pretty well in the old job. It wasn't all, let me elbow you in the face. I did that a few times. That was fun. But I could come into a situation, you're already angry, I'm going to bring you down. I was pretty good at that. So I have that ability. But in these type of scenarios, it is, I got to be careful. And so this is kind of the most thing on my mind. It's like, when do you, when do you step up and how do you do it? Is, is politeness going to work? Hey, hey, do you mind? I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they, that would have been the case. I had a feeling it wouldn't have been because they're very aware. They're laughing. It's a mocking tone. Though I don't want to assume too much. Then as we move up, we move up one, right? They move with me as if they're aligned with me. Now my anger, and I'm turning around and I'm giving them the stink eye. I'm giving them the look. And that made them come closer. Now it's a challenge. And this is why I'm like, I, this is going to either be fist to face or I got to suck it up and swallow the pain. And I did. And I did. End of the story. I did. But when is the line? What would you do? What's appropriate? Because I, ha- I have the belief that sometimes the way you solve something is a need of the jaw. Just boom. That's, I'm not condoning violence. Sometimes it's a figurative violence. But sometimes Hulk smash is the only way some people are going to listen. So I don't know. Tweet me. Tweet me your arrest report. If it happens again, I th- not with that. I chances if I run into them again, I'm just going to take a tire iron out of my car and finish the job. All right, you can put that down here in the podcast. Submit it as evidence into my favorite murder later on when they talk about it. Murderinos, okay, do it. But if it happens again, I'm going to try. I'm going to do the mm, hi, hey, whoa, 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 getting a little close there, huh? Jokey, jokey. Hopefully that'll work. If it doesn't work, what would you do? I don't know. It's a fair question. It's a fair question. I love asking these questions here on the three things. It's me, my mind, and you. And I hope you're okay with that. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break. Some in-house ads. And on the other side, the number one thing on my mind this week. And it does have to do with murder. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show, Behind the Bag, with Kat Napsok and Tom Dagnino. And is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a a passion for all things baseball.
Why We Love Star Wars by Ken Napsok is a collection of little love letters to the greatest saga ever told, and a personalized copy can be yours today. Just go to KenNapsok.com and choose the Shop tab. There, you'll find options to purchase exclusive poster art designed by movie trivia Schmodown star Janine Bryce, a signed copy of Why We Love Star Wars, and collector Napsok file cards. Already have a copy of the book but still want an author signature? Then check out the book plate package. Get a signed book plate sticker and a 3D printed keychain sent straight to your spaceship. Go to KenNapsok.com for pricing and shipping information. We're back here on the three things on the Napsack Files podcast feed. Thanks for tuning in. A little weird note. This is from my mind. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, weird little technical problems. I use the Rodecaster Pro Mixer podcast board, whatever you want to call it. It's all of the above. I love it. I highly recommend it. Uh, A lot of people I know have purchased them on my recommendation. Love it to death. Full disclosure, Rode did send me one a year or so ago, and I just absolutely love it. I use Rode products uh, when I can. Good company out of Australia. They, The Rodecaster occasionally gets uh, firmware updates, sometimes little things, little bug fixes, uh, other times big. They just they just launched a, a big one and it's a, in beta, and I use, there's two versions, long story short. It's been messing with some settings, messing with a lot of things. Um, it's a lot of my podcast this week, some four center shows are sounding a little bit different. I've been, I, I'm waiting for some fixes, also playing around some things. I only say that because there's a, like a noise gate thing going on. So I don't want you guys to listen to this thing and be like, what's in my ears? Is something weird? We're working through some things. And you would, here's the thing, you wouldn't notice unless I told you. And that's a problem I have. But I just got to get that off my chest. You guys know. I want to thank everyone who supports me on Patreon. Everyone. About 220 plus right now, and I couldn't be more just humbled by that. And thank each and every uh, person who decides to invest in me, especially my executive producer tiers. That's uh, uh, Thomas Rissling, uh, Lethal Logan X, Bador, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, First Rate Nate, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger. Texted me the other day and said, What's, what kind of jersey size do you wear? I don't know what he's cooking up. Chad Benefield, Tommy Terrigreen, Jonas Bergen, Andrew Siner, that's Star Wars Rambling, to Old Handsaw, and Zach Taylor. Ty and I are old high school buddies. Still in contact. He actually got the first public copy of my book, Why We Love Star Wars. Uh, gave it to him in person up in San Francisco when we were doing comedy up there last March. So I don't know what, Ty, I don't know what Ty's cooking up. I just got a text from him. Jersey size, you. I haven't worn a journey jersey in years, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell them. Anyways, I want to thank each and every one. If you want to support, go to Patreon.com/slash Catnapsack. During the break, you heard the little in-house commercial for why we love Star Wars. That is my Star Wars book, and from right now, I'm announcing it. Looking at my calendar, it is Wednesday, April 29th. Here's the scoop. You go to Catnapsack.com. Go to the shop tab. You'll see an option to buy a copy of the book. Get it personalized. That is from me, man. That is from my own stash. You do that, and you pay for it. An email goes to me, and I handle it, and I pack it, and I send it out to you. From now until midnight Pacific time, May 4th, which is Star Wars Day, I'm offering a deal. You buy the book, $35. You also get the other things available in there. 
like the Why We Love Star Wars exclusive poster. I'll, give, I'll sign that to you. And a 3D printed Why We Love Star Wars keychain while supplies last. When those go out, you'll get a Knapsack Files keychain. And uh, all for the price of one. From now until midnight, May 4th, Pacific time. So, you know, it's 2 a.m. East Coast. You can sneak it in, all right? That's a little Star Wars Day uh, deal from me to you. New shirts are up on tpublic.com slash user slash Ken Napsock. Shirts for box score heroes uh, behind the bag and the new afternoon's logo there as well. All right. Number one thing on my mind. Murder, I said. Murder. It's a Peter Boyle line from a great picture, uh, Dream Team. No secret, my girlfriend Grace, she loves murder. Well, not doing it, uh, investigating it, or listening to investigations about it, listening to podcasts about investigations about murder. Uh, she's a murderino, which is, uh, you know, the great podcast, my favorite murder. I think I think uh, Georgia and uh, Karen uh, Gil- Kilgariff, they do a great job. Uh, I, I, I was not necessarily, I wasn't not a fan. I just, you know, didn't know what, what it was, heard it. And because of grace and just road trips where she listens, can I listen to my murder show? Yeah, you can. You know, I get pulled in. We, we listened to the audio book of their book that they wrote together. We listened to it twice because grace kept falling asleep and we were driving to Arizona. I listened to it twice. I liked it. Liked it a lot. Love what they do. They got a lot of personality. It's the reason it works. There's a lot of other murder podcasts out there. Not bad. They put a lot of research into it. Boring as beep. You're not broadcasters. You're not comics. You're not entertainers. And maybe you don't need to be to host a murder podcast. Clearly, they're making a lot more money than me at this and a lot higher profile because, you know, I guess that's the only thing in life, right? I'm not bitter at all. Anyways, point being, true crime is big in our house. So about... A year ago, so before Grace and I moved in, she had this at her apartment. Uh, I think it was for her birthday. Her sister had got her little subscription thing to this um, little game. Some of you may have heard this. Now, I uh, am not endorsed by this company. I have nothing to do with it, unlike, like, say, Road. That I'm not endorsed by them, but they did reach out at one point and send me some equipment, and, and I liked it, and I'm happy to talk about it. All right? That's the way it works. These folks are not a sponsor. Grace is not a sponsor. They should make her a sponsor. They should make her a social media influencer for their brand. The brand is Hunt a Killer. All right? Hunt a Killer. It is these little, these little murder investigations, these little murder mysteries get sent to your home, a little box. There's a private investigator character named Michelle Gray. She needs your help to solve a cold case, you see. You got to sort through some evidence and decode ciphers, piece together clues, and solve the crime. It's like an escape room delivered to your door every month. All right, so Grace got this. She was excited. She loves murder. So, yeah, she's obsessed with this stuff. Uh, she's obsessed with like detectives, and I, I've known a lot of detectives in my life. My past job, one of my best friend was a detective for a couple of years. He's a sergeant now, so he he left the desk, went back in the uniform, but. He was a sex crime detective for years. My old boss was a homicide detective for the LAPD. Know a lot of detectives. I know a lot of the, the real the private investigator, different than detective, but whatever. Uh, so Grace got this. And, you know, I'll be. I'm going to say all right now. She said we got to solve this. It's going to be fun. It's like a little date night for us. We'll, we'll have, pour some wine, pour some drinks, and we'll solve a murder. And I was like, yeah, you know, this means a lot to you. 
I'm going to get, all right, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. And you get everything. You get a map. We got, there's different stories. And we got this like high school reunion murder. And by the way, I'm not going to spoil it for those who may have that. The, the off chance someone actually has it and the off chance that you get it and you want to solve it. But you get like a map of the town. You get a suspect list. You get photos. You get, you know, crime report investigations. You get autopsy photos. You get all of this. Uh, I think six boxes. They call them episodes in, in all six boxes. And the first one, I was like, all right, okay. I played along. It was fine. I wasn't like faking or anything, but it was just like, yeah, yeah, all right. Not, my, yeah, not, my, not really my thing. By the second box, you're a little more hooked. Now, we end up moving. We move in together. Uh, the boxes keep coming. And I think we're like halfway through the second. And at the end of each box, each episode, you have to eliminate a suspect, right? It's like clue. Uh, and, and you go through. And, you, you know, you can guess. You can get it right. You can get it wrong. There's clues, hints, everything, the whole thing. It's, it's pretty exhaustive. And it, it's a pretty interesting story they got going here, right? And it's not comical. It's not like, it's, it isn't like Clue. It's not like Mr. Mustard, but the wrench. No, it's like the, he was strangled to death in his car, and there was, there's a toxicology report. It's pretty realistic. First box, I'm okay. Second box, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. You know, it's like, you know, you're interested. Like, all right, I do kind of want to figure this out. So we move, and we don't, do, we, we stop for a while. But in our apartment, or excuse me, in her apartment, then in our house, in the kitchen, we have the map of the city up with suspect photos. It's not like it's not like mug shots or anything. It's just like candid shots taken with their 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 quote unquote Facebook profiles. It's exhaustive this game gets. So people will come over to our house, and we have a lot of art in the house uh, from from Grace. We have a lot of Star Wars stuff for me, and uh, you know, you let you ever let everyone decide which what they look at more. But um, so you know. They go into the kitchen, and we have this map of this small town up with some notes on it, some stickers. It's a scene of the crime, reunion location, pharmacy, like all these things. Like You could see on the look on their faces, like, what, what's, what's going on in this house? So we tell them it's this thing, and it's this thing, Hunt a Killer. It's the name of the brand, Hunt a Killer. We're like, oh, we're hunting a killer. We finally picked it back up. We forgot, like, even even with that, it's funny, even with the map, every morning I'd stare at that map while having my coffee. We just kind of forget that we had it. So we end up breaking out the boxes. We're on lockdown. Let's have a little date night on a Friday night, something different. And I got to tell you, by the end of this, I'm on board. Not only on board, I'm solving things. There was a clue I knew because I was a rock DJ in the 90s. That's how I came about knowing this clue. You all make fun of me because I won't shut up about being a rock DJ from the 90s. It it helped me solve this murder, helped Grace and I solve it. Grace was the lead investigator, make no mistake about it. Anyways, point being, point being, this is what's on my mind. We finished this last night, and I'm, I don't know. I'm going to ask, I'm going to check with her, see if there's another mystery we can get. So if you're on lockdown right now, again, it sounds like it's commercial. I'm not I'm not receiving a dime for this. You know, maybe, hey, maybe if you can buy yourself, you and a loved one, you and your family, eh, I wouldn't do this with five-year-olds, maybe 13-year-olds. Looking for something to do in this lockdown, sign up, hunt a killer. Hunt a killer, sign up and hunt a killer. It's really fun. You get little trinkets and thumb drives and photos and fingerprints. 
and, and you eliminate and you think you solved it and no, you didn't. And I was in and once I got this big clue and I was like, ah, oh, here's the thing. That's the thing. She did. She was there. He was there. She was there. Yay. The first couple boxes or episodes, we'd go to put in who we thought was innocent. You have to eliminate suspects. And sometimes you get caught up on things and you have to learn to investigate the facts. It's grace to be like, well, you know, I think this guy, you know, he might have meant that. And like, no, you can't talk about what he meant or what he thought, what he felt. What did he do? Where was he? The facts. It was a lot of fun. The first few episodes, we, we'd get them wrong. We'd be like, it, it's definitely that person's innocent. And then the note would come up. Nope, not them. Try again. Do you want a hint and everything? And, and there was one we like guessed all the way to the end. We had no other, like, I guess it's this person. I think we felt kind of stupid. But these last three uh, boxes, last three episodes, we were, we were so clued in. We got it the first guess. You can hear my voice. I'm excited. It was like, yeah, we accomplished something. We put away a murderer. I mean, completely fake and made up. And uh, kudos to the people who are writing them. I'm sure these people who have the jobs, I'm sure a lot of them are, you know, this isn't the career they set out to do. I got to make some bills pay. I got hired to write a murder mystery. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is what they want to do. Maybe someone, Maybe it's someone who launched the company and they do it out of nothing but passion. But I got to imagine. Sometimes I pick up jobs like that, like, hey, I'm going to do a research job, and, and, and people are like, this is great. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you liked it. it you know, it's not my career choice. I, I'm sure there's some people on staff at Hunter Killer who feel that way. Let me tell you, they all do a great job. It was exhaustive. One of the clues was in a photo on a, like a ring type of situation. We, we'd missed it. Almost curtailed our investigation. So anyways, that's on my mind. That's on my mind. Silly fun. Because we're in this together. We're in this situation together, or you're in this situation alone. And I hear a lot. I don't know what to do. I'm going crazy. And we, and we put this pressure on ourselves to be productive or to be okay with this situation. This is unprecedented. Think about this, this nationwide, worldwide lockdown. It's unprecedented. And I don't care if it's being followed in some towns a little less stringent than others, whatever. It's it's there. I don't care if you're out in the street prote protesting the lockdown or out in, out in the street protesting those protesting the lockdown. We've never ex really experienced something like this in our lifetime, you know? you know? Every summer, the Continental Congress in Philly had to, you know, pack up their bags because everyone was getting sick and dying because of mosquitoes uh, passing things around. These viruses and pandemics have happened, but we've never experienced it. So you're home, you're struggling, you're going, what do you do and everything? Video games, I love video games, but they they, they meld your mind after a while. Uh, you know, working out, maybe you don't have a full gym, maybe, you know, maybe it's hot, you don't want to go for a walk. There's a lot of reasons. And there's a lot of serious things in the world. I'm here to tell you, find something fun, find a distraction and be okay with it. Be okay with being bored. Let yourself kind of feel that tension of I'm bored in a crazy time. And what do I do? And there's worry, there's stress, there's a lot of things Turn your mind off. Have some fun and do something different. Get your brain going. And this Hunt a Killer thing was fun. Not a paid sponsor. They really should sponsor Grace. Not me. So I'll let you know. I'll let you know if we do another one. Be a lot of fun. All right. I'm almost out of here. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. Go 
to Box Score Heroes on Twitter. Give it a follow. Give it a uh, give the podcast a, a subscribe, a subscription. Episodes are coming soon. Just waiting for some equipment, uh, new things going on there. And then, uh, you know, baseball's not back, so I'm not super rushed, but we're doing it in May. Go follow me on twitch.tv slash catnapsock. You know the drill. Thank you to everyone who not just listened to this episode, but to uh, my weekend shows here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I have a lot of shows out there. I know. I have a lot of fun putting together the Saturday night Knapsack shows some of the sillier things I do on the weekends and I want to thank everyone who uh, enjoys those as well and gives those a listen it means a lot that's it for this week go have some ice cream for lunch go have it for dinner it does not, does not matter when you have the ice cream have it and let yourself enjoy it see you next time on the three things on the Napsack Files podcast feed <laughs>